The Spin-Off Podcast Network. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by SparkLab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about SparkLab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. listening to Business Is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business Is Boring is made by The Spin-Off with help from Callahan Innovation. Here's your host, Simon Powell. This podcast loves to chat to people at different stages of business, and today's entrepreneur has experienced a lot of those stages. He hails from Wellington and from a diverse background running some of their best bars and cafes, their orchestra, and where he is now a director of a company that's making an impact in the way juice can be made without leaving a bad impact on the world. Their brand of almighty organic veggie and fruit juices also help more gardens get grown with three cents from each bottle going into gardens at schools that they then go and get their hands dirty with. A cool idea, and Adan Tihalina, thank you for joining us here today. No problem, thanks for having me. Tell me, how did you come to set up Almighty? What leads a fellow into organic and and special juices? Well, I I have uh, a history and I suppose a a bit of a knack of following my nose, really. Um, And for me, it was... Uh, born out of my uh, a partnership, you know, a business partnership um, with Ben Leonard and and a fair few others, and we had an interest in one working with one another, um, but two also doing things, you know, uh, in business that make a difference. Um, not trying to change the world, kind of things, but doing our part. Mm. Um, and there was an opportunity, so we we jumped on it. What what was the opportunity? What gap did you see? Um, there was a particular gap with another uh, partner um, that, that came about through uh, a distribution channel, really, and, and that was with Karma Cola. You know, um, they were looking for a, a good quality juice that aligned with their values, um, and we always had a, a great deal of respect for what they do and, and who they are as individuals, and you know, we wanted to work with them. So oh, wow, what, what a great company! And for anyone that doesn't know about Karma Cola, they are uh, the producers of a, a range of uh, soft drinks that are made in ethical ways. And the people behind them are some of the absolute founding figures in the organics and sustainable business uh, network in New Zealand. They certainly are. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. And so that link to those guys. Uh, how did that come about? Um, through conversation, really. Uh, we we had already begun our. Ernest Juices, which is a cold press product, but only available through our cafes in Wellington. Um, and we wanted to be able to create a long shelf life product uh, that was rooted in sustainable practice um, and supported organic producers. Uh, and, you know, that's exactly what they were looking for. Um, 
and just through conversation and a lot of trial and error, really. Cool. So you were running cafes in Wellington. Tell me about your cafes in Wellington. Um, well, we had we have Milk Crate. Still have Milk Crate as part of our partnership. Um, it's something that was started by by Ben um, over ten years ago. Uh, I used to be involved in another partnership, and we had Matterhorn um, and and another place down in Wellington. Um, you know, I've I've done a fair few things mm-hmm. in my seventeen years here in Wellington, um, and but it's all been born out of really really solid partnerships and. And learning to work with people in, in creative ways, yeah. Wow, so Matterhorn and Milk Crate, if people aren't from Wellington, they might not know as you modestly say that, but they're real institutions there. What are the commonalities in a hospitality business to trying to build a, uh, it's kind of a fast-moving consumer good, hopefully, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, hospitality businesses are cash flow businesses. Um, it's, it's uh, a, you know, you, you get used to doing as much as possible on very little. You know, I've spent the last two nights sleeping in my business partner's lounge up here in Auckland, you know, so this is how we run our business. Um, we, we spend the money um, and the effort and the resources in the places that, that matter. Yeah. And people, which I imagine hospitality, to be running people in a room full of perishable things is a pretty amazing thing. How does that translate to kind of building relationships? Well, that's really where my interest has always been. You know, I've, like I said, I've done a lot of different things in, in New Zealand in my time here. Only, uh, only a fraction of it has been in the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a producer, a pr- project manager. I used to run an, an, an orchestra, you know, and I would often joke with my board that most days I look like I should be running a cartel, but I'm running an orchestra. And really for me, it is about connection with people, um, building relationships and community, coalition building, um, and leveraging partnerships, you know, um, a lot of those skills for me were born out of necessity, uh, growing up where I did and doing a lot of the work that I was doing overseas um, on the streets. And, you know, uh, you get used to dealing with people and reading situations and, and navigating your way through those in, in ways that make people feel like uh, they respect you and, and they care and, and they want to work with you. Yeah. T- tell me about that. Where, where was that um, growing up and how, how does that help you now? Uh, well, I, I grew up in a Mexican community east of Seattle, um, up in the Northwest. Um, I, I mean, that's part of the the other reason why I'm I'm very interested in organics and a proponent of organics. You know, like most Mexican families, we were a farm working um, family, migrant farm workers, um, and you know, I became very interested and involved very early on in my life in farm worker justice. You know, um, Latino farm workers in the U.S. Uh, have far greater, you know, far higher uh, rates of, of cancer uh, than other populations. And, you know, are they exposed to, you know, cancer-causing agents and chemicals through pesticides and through the harvest work that, that we've typically done for a number of generations. Um, so that's where my interest was early on. Um, to be honest, I was, you know, I, I was also just a bit of a hustler growing up. You know, I'd um, travel around the west coast and buy and sell and do what i had to do to get to the next place Uh, and that's how i you know made a living for a fair few years of my life and worked in mexico city on the streets teaching homeless kids about you know uh, art and you know just just how to get by really in in the really threatening environments that they were in yeah and how do you go from there to running an orchestra 
I think it was, you know, the, the board recognized that the, the orchestra sector as a whole in New Zealand needed some, some freshening up um, and, and someone with some fresh eyes with a, a diverse background in, in cash flow business and uh, hustling, really. You know, um, connecting with communities and 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 a knowledge of Wellington as well. You know, I've I've only been there seventeen years, but you know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a New Zealander, but I'd certainly consider myself a Wellingtonian. That's that's really interesting. Um, in terms of, uh, I, I listened to a fascinating thing um, on an NPR show that was saying that people who have been economic migrants or immigrants. Are kind of the ideal entrepreneur because they're self-selected uh, people that that are able to push further, go harder, get out of the comfort zone. What would your thoughts be on that? Oh, I'd, I'd certainly agree. You know, there, there's a, a small community of us Mexicans in in Wellington. You know, and we quite often say "somos pocos pero locos." You know, we we are few, but we are crazy, um, but not crazy in a sort of deranged kind of way. But you know, we we will do what we have to do. Um, to get by, to support our families, to support our communities, and you know, lift lift ourselves and one another up. Um, and you know, we, we we're used to having a lot less, um, and and we realize the level of our privilege being here in such a wonderful country. Um, so we we have a level of responsibility that goes along with it. That's a wonderful expression. Are there any other kind of like words you live by, or words you come back to when things are tough? Uh, hmm. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, most of them are pretty militant, but yeah, yeah. yeah certainly. Um, you know, there's, it, it's better to, to die, die on your feet than live on your knees kind of, kind of sayings, you know, definitely. Um, but all of those really, it's, it, it is just about hard graft for, for, for me and, and, and for many of the people around me. So you've been making earnest juices for a while that um, are wonderful but perishable. Yes. And then the idea came along to start this business. So tell me, tell me how you made it because there are a couple of really cool parts to it, like the idea of the charitable give back at the heart of the business. Yep, and, and we, we choose not to consider it charity. Uh, we've made a conscious decision to consider it our duty. You know, and, and we really want to encourage other businesses to do the same. You know, it's not something, I mean, we're, a, a lot of people really want to do good. Uh, they, but they struggle through the year trying to make a buck and they get to the end of the year and they go, uh, you know, shit, what discretionary, um, you know, funds do we have to give back? And quite often there's very little. Mm. Um, so what we've chosen to do is make it a cost of doing business. We've worked it into our cost of sales, our cost of goods sold. Um, and it takes that discretion out of it for us. It's just a part of doing business. And so what exactly is it that you have built in there? What, how, describe to me the program with going into schools. Um, well, first of all, we, we give a portion of every, of every bottle sold goes directly to a couple of programs that we partner with. Um, and that goes to digging veggie gardens. Um, and we work with uh, Garden to Table as well as Common Unity Project Aotearoa in Wellington. Um, we support their efforts. They're the experts. They have uh, the relationships within the communities. Um, and they know what they're doing. Uh, so first and foremost, we just want to support them. Uh, but we also want to work alongside them. So we, you know, three hours of every week, we each as individuals go in and work in, in these programs. We 
get our hands dirty in the gardens. We work in the kitchens and teach the kids how to cook with fresh produce. Um, you know, try and get them off the chicken nuggets and 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 the like. Um, That's so cool. And do you take in kind of other people as well as the people in the business? Like, do you do you go and like sell the juices into a cafe and then say? Oh, and by the way, you're meeting me at nine o'clock at the local primary. We do. Yeah. We actually do. You know, we, we, through our work in cafes in the hospitality industry, we know that hospitality workers typically have massive hearts, you mm-hmm. know, and they're giving of themselves each and every day. And we want to take advantage of that and, and use them as, as a bit of a, um, a workforce as well, you know, but quite often they're all too eager, um, to come along and help out. So we connect them as well with these programs and with the schools directly. And, and now there are several groups and, and smaller cafes and restaurants that go of their own volition. You know, they've established relationships with the schools and the programs, and we don't have to tell them where to be every week. They're there before we are. That's so cool that um, they're passing on those skills of how to actually grow vegetables uh, in, in a school environment. And I love the way that you guys also hero the growers in general. So um, looking at your website and finding out the provenance of your carrots, for example. Yeah. T- tell me a little bit about that. Um, so, I mean, that, that's very important to us as well. You know, it's been important in, in everything we do as far as, you know, with, with Matterhorn, uh, you know, procurement is, was a big part of what we did, um, procuring the, you know, particular meats and, and uh, products for, for use in, in the food and the best booze, the best wine, um, and likewise with milk crate. Um, and so that was a big part of what we wanted to do with creation of Almighty, um, develop relationships with the growers. Uh, we get our, our organic apples from John Bostock's uh, farms, uh, his orchards in the Hawke's Bay. Uh, carrots and beets come from the Lovitz near uh, Rakaia in mid-Canterbury. Um, black currants also come from, from the Canterbury region. Um, the oranges come from Mexico, you know, so there's a little bit of a connection there as well to Sonora. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's all organic, is that right? All organic, that's right. Yeah, from yeah. Chat, chatting to the uh, nice box guys who are also in the orbit of um, the kind of Karma Cola family, yep. uh, the all good kind of family, they um, were also saying that sometimes the only way to get organic ingredients is to get them from overseas to be made at, at scale and consistency. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, and that's, that's the case with, with our oranges and, and with the Fiji that we get from turmeric. I mean, sorry, the turmeric we get from Fiji. Mm. Yeah, it, it is the case. How do you, so what does it cost for a bottle of Almighty Juice? The retail, I mean, the recommended retail price is $5 for a 300 ml. Wow. Yeah. And with organic ingredients and um, uh, made in an ethical way, giving back to the community, yeah. uh, beautiful branding and high quality kind of labels and bottles and stuff. How do you make a buck out of that? Because organic stuff is, is reasonably expensive. To be honest, we need to sell a truckload, mm-hmm. you know, a truckload of juice. We, um, we want it to be accessible. We want good, uh, good products to be accessible and available all over the country. Um, you know, there are far, far too many other shit products, really, that are, um, you know, have, have the lion's share of the market. So is this like a drink less, drink better kind of like? Yeah, certainly is. Kind of like you move off the Tui's and you move to a nice New Zealand made uh, craft beer and you move off the Kiri orange juice and you move to a nice New Zealand made real juice. <laughs> We'd like to think so, yes. Yes, certainly so. And, and we also would like to think that people 
want to support businesses that are doing their bit. And how's it going? You guys have got some pretty big distribution partners. Yeah, we do. Um, and and it's, we've been growing fast. We're in, we're in well over 500 cafes and restaurants around the country. Um, we're now in, into over 40 supermarkets um, and boutique grocers around the country as well. So, I mean, we're growing fast and, and it is a, a growth model as opposed to a profit model for us. Yep. And at what stage do you get to a sustainable company with that kind of... Um, Hopefully very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to go to uh, Australia and the US and you know all of Asia in order to turn a dollar? Is it something that's within the reach? It, it is something that's within the reach, but it's, it's not what we're looking at at the moment. You know, we're really focusing on, on New Zealand. Um, we want to do, do it well here um, before we consider that. Yeah. What kind of things are you doing to build the brand and do that education piece so that people do look at the almighty bottle and, and buy it? First and foremost, the packaging and, and the brand. Um, you know, we've got a really great uh, designer in Jared Bishop, who is also one of our partners. Um, and he's created a, a really dynamic brand that we can have a lot of fun with. Uh, we do a lot of events. We, do, um, we partner a lot with others. Um, but, you know, we, we want to be, be noticed. You know, we, you'll see us around with pink polka dots. You know, I mean, I drive a, net, an, uh, a black car with bright pink polka dots on it. You know, you can't miss that. Um, so a lot of it at this stage is brand awareness, just getting the brand out there. We're not afraid to make our, ourselves look silly. Um, you know, we just want to be noticed right now and, and um, have people ask us these sorts of questions, um, ask us what we're up to and ask us about our story. And, and hopefully that's where we can, we can hook them in. What are your next steps with Almighty Juices? So you've got it into 500 stores around the country. You've got great distributors. Uh, you're building the brand. What, what, what are you up to at the moment? What's next? Well, we're still very much in a brand awareness stage. Um, you know, we, we are creating as much content as we can, as efficiently as possible, and just getting it out to you know, the, the far reaches of, of the country. Um, at the moment, we're focusing on, on a couple of new channels and potential new channels, but definitely um, remaining domestic with our focus. Yep. And if someone's listening at the moment and they're thinking, man, I'd love to get involved, see what these guys are up to, buy a juice. Uh, where, where do they go and how can they help with, um, with, with giving back? They can have a look at our website, uh, almighty.nz. Um, they can find us you know, just about anywhere that they, they see Karma Cola um, and, and really ask, ask at the cafe. Um, they'll know how to get in touch with us. Most of them know us by name, um, but certainly definitely check out the, the website, almighty.nz. Wonderful. Well, Adan, thank you so much for coming and seeing us today. Thank you, Jose Barbosa, for, for producing. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, if you're a fan of the spinoff, please do jump onto iTunes and download the app. You've been listening to Business is Boring, presented by Simon Pound. And brought to you by the spinoff and Callahan Innovation. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring, brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? 
With over 300 kilometers of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.